You are joining Making a Difference with Melissa Clark, a new show that shares the compelling stories and voices of well-known and everyday people who change the world in big and small ways. Enjoy our guests. Call in or just listen to be inspired for this show was made with you in mind. Please join us every Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with our special guests. And you can listen to our recast at www.melissaclarkshow.com. Hey guys, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us here on a Saturday. Um, it's kind of hard to talk about topics that are everyday that we need to discuss in our everyday lives with this pandemic going on, but we still have to live our lives and um, we still have to, you know, stay focused on our health and uh, just our well-being. So we're going to go ahead and talk about breast implants today. I have two amazing women that we're going to be talking with now, and then I have a caller calling in uh, later, Angela. But I want to introduce these beautiful women. Um, I have Sabrina Coleman here. She is a TV personality. She's a singer, an actress, a mother, a wife to the wonderful Eric Coleman from the former NFL. Yeah. We're so happy to have you here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about this. Thank you so much. And I want to introduce Susan Holland. She is the executive director over at Cancer Schmancer Organization, a very a, a dear organization to our hearts over at PHM, not to mention that she is the longtime friend of this beautiful woman. So Susan, thank you so much for joining us today. It's so important that you're here with us and uh, thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure and uh, it's very nice to meet Sabrina. And thank this you. is a very, uh, topic close to my heart on many levels. So I'm very interested in uh, being a part and seeing how I can enlighten and uh, join this uh, conversation. Thank you so much, Susan. Now I'm going to have uh, Susan and Sabrina feel freely to talk with one another. So Sabrina, let's start with you. I saw your video on Facebook, our mutual friend, Nick the Balloonatic. I love him. <laughs> I love him too, he's amazing. <laughs> he shared your story. And I was like, wow. And then I saw something from Cancer Schmancer. I'm like, I got to get these two together. So this floor is all yours. Let's, let's hear what happened to you, please. Okay. So um, as I said on my Instagram post, I, I'm not really one to be super personal on social media. I tend to kind of like want to keep some things personal. And um, I got my first set of implants when I was 19 years old. And like I said, looking back at that, just saying 19 years old getting implants is like, I can't believe it because I'm 35 now. So I got my first set of saline implants at 19, had them for about 10 years. During those 10 years, I got married, had three beautiful children, breastfed them. After my son was born, um, I, you know, I wanted to feel good about myself. I wanted to you know, fix the loose skin, the sagginess. So. I heard that these new gummy bear implants had come out and everyone's like, oh, they're so safe. They feel so soft. And like they were the rescue that everything that was going to make me feel good about my breasts again. So I went ahead and got the silicone implants in and they looked great. They felt great. They were everything they said that they were going to be. About a year into um, having my implants, 
it was, it wasn't like overnight, but gradually I did not feel well. I just, I don't know if I was becoming more sensitive and understanding my body, but I didn't feel well. Uh, the brain fog was the first thing to set in. Um, anxiety. I had never had anxiety before in my life and it just was building and building. And I decided to go back to my doctor in South Florida that uh, put in the silicone ones. And I went to him and I said, you know, something doesn't feel right. My body doesn't feel right. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know if it's the implants or whatever. He's like, no, you're fine. You know, you're a new mom. There's probably a lot on your plate right now. And you know, everyone from the outside looking in was like, oh, this is an NFL wife. What is she complaining about? Her husband, she's not working. She just has three kids. But deep down, I was like, I am doing a lot, but I don't feel like this isn't stuff I can't handle. So I didn't know where that anxiety was coming from. Mm -hmm. I also had um, a lot of like digestion issues and a lot of my followers know like I cook really healthy. I have a good Mediterranean diet. So I could not understand or connect the dots on why I was feeling like this. I was getting a lot of numbness in my arms. Depression started setting in. I was a shell of myself. Even my husband's like, you know, you're lashing out at the kids. And that wasn't, I just, I was, I was like a wounded animal. If I could put it in like perspective for everyone, I, I was snapping because I didn't know what was wrong with myself. So I went back two or three times to that same doctor and he just kept telling me everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine. So then I would go to other doctors. I was taking blood work. I was doing ultrasounds, MRIs. I, I think I did every test possible that people were like, she's a hypochondriac. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that I was, it's just, I knew deep down something was wrong. And then I started seeing the breast implant illness stories coming out and I started to gravitate more towards them because they had like a list of symptoms. So I was like, you know, if I check off more than four, you know, I think it was like 14 symptoms, then I'm really going to start taking this seriously. And I pretty much checked off every symptom. And that's when I said, okay, uh, I have to just, I, I didn't want to believe it at first. And I was afraid to go to my husband again with like, oh, but now I have something else that's wrong with me. But I was like, I have to, I have to communicate or else if I keep this in my head and I keep going crazy, like I, I put myself in the hospital because my anxiety got so bad, I, I would not leave. I said, no, there's something wrong with me. Please help me. I was getting heart palpitations. I mean, you name it, I was going through it. So then it got to the point that I started seeing these stories and I reached out to Dr. Rankin and his explant concierge basically was like a light at the end of the tunnel because after speaking with him, I bawled my eyes out. I knew I wasn't crazy. My husband was like, wow, you, you know, you're, you're right. This is an issue. Then I went down there, I scheduled my appointment. My symptoms were so bad that they made, made room for me. Originally I was going to have to wait till like January of this year. And he got me in, in June. He was like, you need to get in here. I couldn't breathe. I had so many issues. And as soon as I got them out, it was like, honestly, overnight that my life changed. I can't believe this. Yes, it's insane. And it, happen it happens every day, though, too. That's the whole thing. Now, this doctor that you initially went to, did you tell him that you went for a second opinion and this would happen? Mm -hmm. I told him I went for a second, a third. And then it got to the point that I was conversing not directly with him, but with his, um, I guess, his administrator of some sort, the person who helped me schedule my appointments. And it got to the point that I said, I can't argue with someone who does not understand. Um, you know, he told me, I distinctively remember, he goes, this is the FDA dropping the ball. Because when I brought up, like, I think I need to take them out. He's like, no, we'll just switch them out. 
And I was like, I don't want them in me. And he's like, oh, this is the FDA. They're dropping the ball. There's nothing wrong with this. As soon as you change out these, the new ones will, your symptoms will go away. And I was like, you don't understand. I don't want, I, I don't want to even experience this again. Like, I just want them out. And he made me feel like I was crazy for putting my health first. He's like, they're going to look terrible if you take them out. And I was like, I, I don't care if they look terrible. Like, I don't feel good. Just take them out. So, um, yeah. So I just stopped. I just stopped conversing because it gets to the point that you're like, you're arguing with a fool, right? Mm -hmm, like my, mm -hmm. my mother always said, never argue with a fool because there's no point. So yeah. I just said, you know, I'm out of here. I'm not. And all I can do is now share my story. And like I said, I wasn't going to do that until more of my friends with implants were kind of like, you know, I don't feel right. And I was like, listen, they all thought I lost weight. They're like, oh my God, you lost so much weight. And I did lose weight, but obviously going from a, a D cup to now I'm probably like a small B, they mm -hmm. look like you lost weight. But now I'm sharing my story and I'm so happy people are educating themselves. Oh God, that's wonderful. Um, I don't know if I missed this, but the same doctor, was he the one that put it in, those implants in you? Okay, so I had, originally when I was 19, I did a doctor in New York. My silicone ones, I went to South Florida. Then Dr. Rankin, who's not the same doctor, he's in South Florida as well. He is the one that put, took them out. And he doesn't do implants anymore. He just strictly takes them out. Okay, yeah, Susan knows somebody like that. And uh, yeah. look, can yeah, I Susan. And start? Just yes, please. Okay, so... Um, uh, a, a couple years ago, uh, one of my friends, and she's famous, and I'm not going to mention her name. She travels all over the world. Um, she knows that I put on a health summit here in uh, Los Angeles, a large one, and it's live streamed every fall. And um, I'm always curating, Fran and I are always curating uh, speakers from all of our travels to, you know, speak at them. And I get a text, she was in Scotland, Ireland, or London at the time. And she knew I was, you know, looking for some, and we do cutting edge, innovative, out of the box doctors uh, all over the world, Eastern, Western, all of it. She texts me and she says, when's your next summit? And I tell her, she goes, you have got to have this doctor there. She goes, I gotta tell you, I have not felt good. And she hasn't, she was sickly on and off for a long time. And lo and behold, she just decided after doing a lot of Googling and research and finding a group of women just like yourself, she goes, I'm getting these boobs out. And again, she was in, you know, uh, she was out of the country at the time and she goes, does her very due diligence. And, you know, I'm sure they're all great, but she does find somebody here in Newport Beach named Dr. Jay Chun. Oh, yes that everybody that I've happened to have come across had said, you got to talk to him. He also, you know, board certified plastic surgeon for many, many years that stopped doing everything but explants. For the last, I want to say, eight to 10 years, maybe tw longer. I don't, don't quote me on that, but a long time. And he, he uh, so we got in touch and I thought, oh, how he's in Newport. That's great mm -hmm. because he's kind of local. And um, she had already had the surgery. Again, just like yourself, overnight felt amazing. So we did, we got a hold of him and he actually this past November uh, did a whole segment on explanting only. Uh, it was so gripping. Everybody in that room in LA though too, I can tell you that three oh. quarters of the women had implants 
And uh, he had a lot of graphics that day. And I myself happened to have implants, you know, for the reasons of, in 05, I got divorced. I had two babies. I lost 40 pounds. I did breastfeed. You know, smart women like ourselves, you know, we got to go there. And superficially, we, it was textbook 101 for me. I wasn't taking my shirt off for anybody. Yeah. So I had my <laughs> And my ex-husband paid for them. Good for you. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I've had them for several years. I never had a problem. However... With all that I've learned and all that the women I've come across, and especially after this summit, and also another great, just the more you talk, I'm so glad you're talking, the more the domino, uh, the domino effect takes place, right? Now, randomly, a few months after my summit, I'm getting a blow dry for an event, and I'm at a, a, a place in Calabasas, which is in kind of my nearby neighborhood, and this amazing, young, gorgeous woman is blow drying my hair and she tells me of her own story, not knowing what I did, who I was, oh my gosh. or anything, starts telling me, because it was a few weeks, you know, after her, all about her, and she's young, she's in her early 30s. And I say to her, I'm listening, and I'm dying from this, you know, two degrees of separation. Yeah. And the universe, and I say to her, who did, who did your explant? Well, lo and behold, it's, and then I tell her what I do and where he was just speaking. I and mean, it was just whole thing. Oh my God. So I become, I become very much more involved now. And, I, I, and I've turned her on to a few people who's local and needs to just be in that community. And I myself then thought, you know what? I do so much and I've been living this lifestyle way before I've uh, been a part of Cancer Schmancer from mm -hmm. the get-go. And um, I thought, who needs them? Yeah. I'm toxic free everywhere else in my world as much as you can be, right? Mm -hmm. So I, you know, made a little plan and I will be going in the fall to uh, have them removed because no matter what we're always feeling, and I'm over 50, so. You look beautiful. Aw, <laughs> I'm way over 50. I just had a birthday. And happy I, birthday, no Susan. What, you know, we feel tired. We feel sluggish at certain days. Energy's an issue. Sometimes there's digestion and you can equate it to lots of different things, but why not take them out? It's a foreign substance. Mm -hmm. And I know I'll be far better with, without them than with them. And, and the whole looking, so I, the whole taking look, it looks like it takes weight off you. Again, yeah. I went to a, an appointment. I walked in and saw a really good old friend of mine. Um, and I looked at her and I said, you look like half your size. She goes, I had my boobs taken out. Yep. It's no downside. No. So now I congratulate you. <laughs> my, my question to both of you and, um, do you think, uh, Sabrina, maybe we'll start with you. Do you think that you would need some sort of therapy mentally to get adjusted to your new body? Because it is like losing weight. So, so, um, the old, you know, it's funny because with the NFL, they give like free therapy and it was for my husband, right? Because of mm -hmm. all the concussions and the stuff he goes through. Mm -hmm. And after this experience, and even during this experience, I wanted to talk to someone so badly, but I felt ashamed, right? Mm -hmm. I felt like it was a problem that not a lot of people could relate to. And a problem that like, oh, there's this person who she got her boobs done and now she's having a problem. Like I felt ashamed to reach out to anyone. So. Looking back, I wish I had someone during the process. Now that I've went through it, I almost feel stronger. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, talking to my daughters 
has been my therapy because it's the example I want to set for them that's keeping my head straight. So it's, you know, as I'm talking to them, I'm talking to myself. And what's my left side, my, my implant was ruptured, even though no, no test picked it up. And he had to do significant scraping off my, um, my chest wall. And so my left side looks a little bit different. It looks like, you know, it has an indentation. So that was something I had to, when I pulled off the bandages, you know, you have to look at that and be like, okay, this is my new body. And that's something you have to come to grips with, you know, because coming from a different body that, you know, I had the quote unquote perfect figure, big boobs. Um, I wasn't a, in a heavier, I lost my baby weight. So it, it definitely is something that I would have loved to have the therapy while I was going through it. Um, now I feel like it's always helpful th- therapy, but I, I almost like I got through it. And now it's just like, you almost have to go go through it to get through it, you know, like, and to be there. So not so much now. now. Talking about it's your therapy. Talking yes. about it for other groups, yeah. other ladies. That's exactly. therapy right there. Even just talking to you yeah. guys, like hearing all those people when they responded to my video, that was huge for me. Cause I was like, oh my God, you're going through it too. Let me help you. What? Here, this is what happened. And I'm not ashamed. I even showed one of my friends, I took my shirt off cause she's going to be doing it end of March. And I was like, listen, this is how it looks. Be prepared. And that's when I started thinking maybe fat transfer that, but I was like, let me, let me just heal. Let me just feel better. And then I'll address what I need to. I was going to ask you that because let's get very transparent and and people really want to hear it all. There's so many different doctors that, you know, make sure, you know, there's, you know, they say, oh, there's all these explanters, but do they really get it all? You know, certain people that are explanting are just taking, you know, the, the, the implant itself out. They really Mm -hmm. should know and know how much more you have to get out around that and all the scar tissue and all of the scraping. And there are some that do take fat, you know, good fat from other parts to fill up like a big boob that you take them out of, you know, what do you do with that? You didn't go through that. No. Um, well, from the research I did, and the only thing I can say is everyone do your own homework because there's no doctor that's going to be more beneficial or tell you anything that you can't attach to yourself. So for me, I, I read I looked at fat transfers. Initially, I was like, take the implants out and put the fat in because I didn't want to face that. But the more research I did, I saw that that was not the healthiest route to go. And I want to give my body time to just be normal and to kind of get back to normal again. So I am now seven, almost eight months post-explant, and I'm seeing more and more women going the fat transfer route. And I kind of want to hold off a little more because... I feel like it's really new and I just want to make sure because breast cancer runs in my family and I ask you that next. Yeah. So it runs in my family and I, I got all the tests when they took out my implants and they did everything. They tested everything to make sure there was no cancer cells, which I was very thankful for. Thank the Lord. Um, But that's when the fat transfer makes me nervous because I'm like, okay, am I, am I going to do something again to mess this up after all this work? You know what? It's not for everybody. Yeah. So I'm just, right now I'm very happy. I like my little boobies. I'm good with it. Listen, they did their job. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 honestly, it's a mindset. You can't see my lift hole. The, first of all, let me just tell you, I did not want to lift. I argued with the doctor. I was like, I don't want to lift. He's like, you need a lift. I was like, I don't want to lift. I don't want to lift. I don't want that scar. He's like, listen, you're going to have a little scar, but it's going to go away. I fought him tooth and nail. I said, you know what? Let's just go in the operating room. 
if you really feel like I need a lift, give it to me, but I don't want it. And he was like, okay, I don't know what to do with that, but let's just, at the end, I did need a lift and it was the best thing because now you can barely see my scars. And the, they do take your nipple off and they resize it and they do all that. And that to me was like, oh my gosh, they look like, they, it looks different, but you just have to learn to embrace that because the right. way you feel outweighs right. everything else. I would never, I would have done it sooner, honestly. Right. Well, good for you. What did you, what did you uh, feel, what do you feel different now? What can you do that you couldn't do before? <sighs> as far as exercise or Oh my God, activities. everything. Like I'm very active. I was yeah. an IFBB pro bikini uh, figure. So I was very into how I looked, right? Mm -hmm. I can uh, push-ups. My kids do cartwheels before. I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Now I do that. Push-ups, pull-ups, like chest press, even just like being more active. I was a sprinter in college. So being able to sprint without these like I just never felt right to do everything I wanted to do. I was always kind of hindered, like, uh -uh, let me not do that, or let me not do this. So I always kind of felt hindered. Um, so everything I want to do now, I do. It's, I'm so much more active. Susan, do you feel that way right now? You know, I, I have a, a natural high energy. If anyone that knows me will tell you, I have a lot of, ener a lot of ener energy. And I've always been, I come from a dancer's background and a martial artist background and a, I work out every day. I don't, I, I definitely, um, you know, when I, in 2006 had, you know, my boobs done, it took me quite a long time to get back into a lot of things uh, with my upper body. Um, but I was so adamant about not having too much time off working out that my trainer at the time, my luxurious item I had that I don't any longer, but I had a trainer that I walked in. I'm like, I'm fine from the waist down. So let's go. I just won't lift my <laughs> arms. And so, you know, two weeks later, I was still working out my lower body, but um, I, I would have to say that, you know, push-ups are still a little bit different from that muscle because I still have them in. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think also working out and how you feel as a mindset so I don't really let anything like that interrupt how I feel working out or being so full of exercise and uh, activity daily. And since you are getting them out, I feel comfortable saying this. Once you get them out, you're going to see how much easier your workouts are. Like now, even doing leg lifts, I would like hold up to the bar and I would feel like a slight pull on my implants. And I was like, hmm, okay, I'm just... I'll do only 20 of those instead of 50. So it would like kind of hinder me a little bit, but now I'm like, bring it on, let's do it. Even just, you're gonna see how much whiter your eyes are gonna be, your complexion. I mean, my daughter brings out pictures and she'll be like, mommy, look, this is when you had your implants. Look how different your eyes look. It's oh so my weird. God. How, yeah. how old are your girls, 11 and what? I have an 11 and eight year old. And they saw me go through my uh, second set of implants. I remember I came home and they were like, wow, mom, your boobs are huge. And then they saw me do this and they're like, oh my gosh, mommy, are you okay? Like they saw me come home wow. bandaged up. So it was, it was a lot for them to process, but it was also a lesson to them. Like absolutely, how mommy feels is more important than how mommy looks right now. So. Exactly. Mine were so eight and 12 when I did mine. And I was telling my mom and, and, wow. and it's very interesting when you have girls on how you want to message all of that mm -hmm. parents, exactly. to daughters and still stay empowered and honest with them at that totally. age. Anyway. So yeah. you women are, you women are being very uh, uh, good influences on your kids. That's amazing. I hope you know? so. Now, can I just ask a question? Say they come to you 
mommy, you know, I'm thinking about getting it. Oh, <laughs> what, my what? I think about this all the time. What would be I your response? Uh, Susan, you take this one first. Okay, <laughs> I will. Ready? So I have one that's 21. So both my girls couldn't be more different or built differently. Mm -hmm. And my 20, soon to be 26 year old had such big boobs her whole young, growing up life. But, you know, they start to lose baby fat and they get, you know, their bodies after a certain age get, and they're both very, very slender. But I've got my 26 year old that has boobs and um, has like said, how am I at almost 26 and they're sagging? And I just looked at it and I'm like, they're gorgeous. Yeah. Um, you know that they're gorgeous. And she's Leave like, them alone. And then my 21-year-old, who's tall, slender, and never had boobs, absolutely loves her little boobs because she thinks they're way more fashionable. Like, she's like yeah. into it. So I don't have that issue yet because there's other things, you know, each, each decade or year, you still, as a mother, you go through different sets of questions and issues because, again, my 21 and almost 26. Wow. Um, but the 26-year-old's like, going a whole different route, you know? Uh, why are all my friends getting lip injections and Botox at 26? Uh, and I'm like, why? don't even start me there, girlfriend. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. That's no. my spiel. They're not really into the plastic surgery, thank God, with the boobs. Oh yeah, no, mm. please. So, so um, you, okay, so I don't know how I got small boobs. Wait, I gotta say one thing, but they yeah. also both volunteered, I'm gonna say. Oh yeah, this is important. They both volunteer every year, so they were at last year's summit. They watched all that video, oh, oh, yes. all that footage of all that doctor and what they can do to you. And I can trust you. Not only are half the people getting them out, the women, but my mm. both my daughters were like, Never. it was so graphic. So anyway, oh, I know. I <laughs> wish we had that information. I wish I knew that. This is why it's awesome what you're doing because. Now, I don't even need to say anything. You know how kids sometimes listen to other people better than they listen to you as a parent? Yeah. So if I would, I would love to take my kids when it's appropriate to give them that message because they'll take it so much better from, you know, someone else besides me. But I, I do feel, so let me go back. I don't know how I got small boobs, okay? My mom is Italian and she has like, ginormous boobs they sit up straight she breastfed five kids I don't understand so when I came out I was like what I'm an athlete but my sister has big boobs everybody in my family has big boobs so I was like oh I pray like my daughter you know she doesn't ever want these after I got them out and now that she's getting to that age I can already see she's got my mom's boobs so I'm like okay you're not gonna need those my <laughs> second one she's more athletic very slender built and she's like mommy um, what happens if I don't have big boobies? And I was like, your boobies are beautiful the way they are. Mm -hmm. They're healthy. They're beautiful. Leave yourself alone. Don't go through what mommy went through because look how healthy mommy is now. And that's what God gave me and be happy with that. And that was the end of that. And she's eight. Good. And I hope that's the end of the conversation because I don't want to revisit it. I it will be because now you got boys in dating that you're going to have to oh. get. Trust me, that will be. Well, I'm just going to take her to the summit and be like, sit here, get a bag of popcorn, <laughs> tune in. It's true. You know, I, um, I never, I was always flat chested. Okay. I'll be 40 May 10th on mother's day. And for two years, for the past two years, I grew boobs. So now I'm like a double D. My, oh my mother, God. it's crazy. My mother was always big. My sister's big. My middle one, not so big. My, my middle sister's not so big. So now these things just came and they're beautiful and lovely, but I would rather just have small boobs and a nice tush. Yes. <laughs> you know, like Kim yes, Hudson. I get it. <laughs> what we don't have. Yeah, I know. 
it's funny the world, right? Now I'm really embracing my tush because I'm yeah. like, this is all I got. So I'm doing all, all the squats. Do it. Embrace our bodies. Life's too short. But I said, it's all healthy now. You don't have to do this. My husband doesn't have to do this. It's cute when they have a gut, you know? Like, what the heck? <laughs> It's nice when I have gray hair. As yeah. you get older, you you appreciate all this because it's a privilege to get older. Okay. You know what I mean? And especially nowadays. And I want to get into cancer schmancer. Let's okay. do cancer schmancer because I like it. Um, Susan, let's yeah. talk about, because we wanted to talk about bre uh, breast cancer, right, Sabrina? We wanted oh, to bring yeah. up that topic. Okay. Um, my question to you is with all of your experience, these women have both of their breasts removed. Uh, do most of them get implants after that? You know, um, yes. Yeah. I don't know about most, but yes, a lot of women do. And then there's a whole, you know, uh, there's a there's a whole set of women that don't and can't because they're small to begin with. And depending on how much they have to take out, you know, they live with spacers for a year, so they mm -hmm. have to stretch skin. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much that can be put back in. I unfortunately, but fortunately, have some badass thriver girlfriends, all of them, ex-cancer, uh, breast cancer um, girl. Mm -hmm that, you know, have not had them uh, implants put in uh, and, you know, are, are better for it. I mean, you know, the, again, that's a personal case, mm. uh, case by case, because you don't know what you're starting with mm -hmm. um, after you do get double mastectomies. And you really have to look at um, genetics and lineage and if it's, you know, the breast cancer history in your family. And, and you know, for the women that I, that's, that I know that are also cancer transfer members, some are roundtable members, they're all supporters, they're, you know, all lots of my friends and new friends that always attend my health summit, uh, know better than to mess around with um, foreign objects in your body moving forward. You Are know, you so, yeah, sorry. I fortunately, and knock on wood and God bless, I'm not mm. a cancer survivor. Uh, I, I've been touched by it oh, too many ways and too close. Of course. But, um, you know, so I'm not speaking as a breast cancer survivor, I'm just speaking as a, a cancer advocate and an educator on what I, you know, I'm taught for, you know, and for the last several, several, several years of my life. So. Thank God for you. Thank God for that. Are you familiar with the BioCell Allergan? They had breast implants that um, it's under investigation right now, but it was causing breast implants. It, uh, not it was causing breast implants. <laughs> Hello. It was causing uh, cancer in the lymph node. Yeah, those were the. You know what? I'm not. But your next show, if you wanted to continue this, I'm not familiar with that um, so much mm. because I don't focus. Our organization doesn't just focus on breast cancer. Mm -hmm. However, um, it is definitely a part of my organization, and uh, I don't know if you know who Dr. Christy Funk is. No. You should look her up and uh, okay. invite her on a show. She's a, a good friend and colleague, and she was. Um, uh, she's done very high-profile celebrities mastectomies who tested positive, and uh, and has done. You know, we'll know a lot on that subject. Mm -hmm. But you know, listen, they're going to come out with how. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of things yeah. that um, you know we'll find out later on what's in breast implants or how about our good old cell phones. Mm -hmm. 
that's a whole other topic for so so uh, but i'm not personally a spokesperson on the biocell right okay i just learned about that the other day and i kind of uh, i actually called up allergan i'm like i want to make sure i can talk about this and they said yeah you know it's 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 uh, public information so um well, they were recalling they recalled uh, yes recalled. so i don't have those right oh thank god i wasn't i have a i have a silicone without that okay perfect um i'm having my producer call my friend my best friend actually for almost 40 years she's my, oh my one and only goodness. yeah she she was born uh she would when she was developed one boob didn't grow so okay. she had to get an implant for vanity reasons and she's actually here so angela hello ladies hi hi, <laughs> hi. thank you for having me Thank you so much for being here. This is Susan Holland. This is Sabrina Coleman. This is Angela Gilardo Martinez. <laughs> oh, hello. 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 Nice to meet you guys. Hey, hey, girls, Angie Martinez. We're all from New York, by the way, so everybody oh. knows who Angie Martinez is. <laughs> <laughs> Angela, Angela uh, let's discuss on what happened with you. Can you tell us um, when you were developing what happened? Um, yes, I was, uh, I was about... I was always small breasted, about A, maybe B size cup. Um, when I started noticing the difference was probably around 16. I started seeing a, a significant difference in uh, my size of my breast. And um, I went to doctors. They said, well, I'm still developing, let it go. Um, it started getting to the point where it was affecting me uh emotionally because i started uh noticing it in my size of my shirt so mm -hmm. if i didn't if i wore a bra uh you would see a significant difference with one being flat and one being one being developed so i would start putting um i would start wearing a padded bra but one would be padding and one wouldn't um it started that way and then um about 16 years old when obviously you're pretty much in your prime of growing up, you know, with your friends and going out and everyone very well developed, you, 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 you become insecure naturally. And um, I spoke to my parents about it. They were very surprised as I had to open up to them. And um, they, uh, they said, okay, let's, let's go to a specialist. Mm -hmm. And the difference with me was, is I was only 17. And back then I'm 40 now. They, I don't know what the, what it is now or how they go about it, but you had to be 18 to get to get anything done. Um, so that that clearly wasn't an option for me because it was, you know, it was a big difference. So um, I saw a specialist in Staten Island, Dr. Raju, um, and he said to me, given my circumstances, insurance will cover it due to it being a um, medical issue. Mm-hmm. So um, I was able to, at 17, get the implant done. Um, at, he did a silicone teardrop. And it actually happened to be one of the smaller ones. Because, again, I was only a full A, maybe a B at the time. Um, and reassured me that the saline is very safe. Um, God forbid anything should happen to my body or get into a car accident or should erupt. You know, my body will take it up because it's salt water. So I took all, you know, safe precautions and, and got it done. Wow. And uh, before that, 
uh, you were wearing pads, so it was very uncomfortable for you, right? You you were telling me. It 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 wasn't so much that it was uncomfortable. You know, when you're developing and you're a young girl, you know, and I mean, I don't want to get personal, but you know, you you start dating boys, and you know, and and you know, you go into relationships, and and you can't be, you know involved with them in ways you want to be because you're so insecure because mm. you know you can't so you know last thing you or you want to go swimming with your friends and you put on a bathing suit and one has a padding and one did it was just very it was very it was it was hard it was hard growing mm. up you know um especially because when you're young your physical appearance means everything you know so mm -hmm. they put in your head you're not old enough to know that it, it's not important you know to you it's everything so mm -hmm. it it was it was it was tough growing up with that issue. It was very personal to me. But um once I got it done, it was it was amazing. It was just mm -hmm. I was I was so confident. I was so confident. I mean I still stood true to my body and I respected my body and it didn't, you know, make me okay to do things with boys. It was for me, it was more mental. It was more like I could wear a shirt and feel confident. I could put a bathing suit on, I felt confident. Um, it was perfect. The job was perfect. I was small. I was content with being small. I just wasn't content with the difference in the size boobs, obviously. So it has its uh, good points and its bad points. I mean, you know, um, what, what advice would you give to somebody that wants to, uh -huh. um, that, that yep. has a situation right now that they're going through this? What, what advice would you give to them? Um, honestly, I do you, do you, whatever makes you happy, whatever you're comfortable doing. Um, it's so different from when you're younger to an adult, you know, your, your mind frame is so different. I got four beautiful, healthy kids now. Um, you know, I, I heard that it is, it could be hereditary. I have one daughter, um, God forbid it, you know. I hope not. I hope she never has to come to this. But if God forbid she did, I would just, you know, support her, walk her through it, you know, and whatever makes you comfortable, do you like, mm. and, you know, just be, do your research. Like she said, do your research, make sure, you know, you know, like I, I, I happened to be with a very good doctor who I knew nothing about implants and told me that saline is the way to go. And, and if God forbid you ever get into a car. Oh, and he also put it. I don't know if it's in front of the muscle or behind the muscle. And he said, should I ever develop? Because there was no sure way of knowing if the boob was going to develop or not. From what he says, there was no tissue in it that it always can. So, mm. and, and it did. And it did with having babies, with gaining weight and everything. I, I did. My chest formed. And I was 17. I still have it in me. And I went for my 10-year checkups. And everything was always good. And it was, and I've never lost water and... I'm okay. I'm okay. Is this a lifelong uh, uh, thing when you put implants in? Do you ever have to get them replaced? Well, they say saline you do. They say actually with saline because it, you lose water. It, you lose a percentage of water every year, they say. And um, so they, they, they have ways of, I know this sounds silly, but refilling. And they can do that. But I think with my gaining breast tissue, I never had to. So 
they still look pretty symmetric. They're very, they're the same size. They look great. Um, I'm a very perky person, you know, as far as my breast. So I never have that issue as far as one looking bigger than the other. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I got lucky. I don't know. Susan, Susan with uh, Angela can't see. So I'm going to be your voice. Go ahead, Susan. <laughs> Hi, Angela. So listen, not everybody needs to get them out, wants to get them out or doesn't feel good. So there's plenty of women that still have them, love them, are thriving. And I get that. Um, and uh, my question to you, because I also, we advocate on uh, a lot of different things when it comes to testing, but talk to me about your mammograms. Being uh, with what you've got going on in there, I'll tell you what I do. I also have the um, tear, I have silicone though, and he does an up and down thing. I'm actually in the next several months on my way of taking mine out. But tell me what uh, you do for mammograms these days and how you get tested on those. I know you're only 40. So have you had a mammogram? I've had them, yes, yes. Um, that's a good question. My first, um, they gave me a sonogram for the first time because I wasn't, I was in my early 30s and they did a sonogram um, with the implant. Um, and one monogram on the other one because back then in my 30s they were they told me that a fear of puncturing with the with the monogram so um, everything was good and then when I turned about I want to say 38 I actually went for a monogram full-on monogram and um, I was scared I'm not gonna lie I was scared but um, it was fine all right, I just want to make I just want to make a suggestion. Continue those mammograms, but I always get ultrasounds as well. Sometimes mm -hmm. they see the sh Sabrina shaking mm -hmm. her head. So uh, it's just um, another precaution that I I always go the extra mile, yeah. and, and a lot of my friends do too. Just mm -hmm. a suggestion. Yeah, and I I, no, I, 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 I I just didn't know when when I went for the sonogram, they told me they did that because of of um, possible rupture with a mammogram. Yes. So I didn't think I had an option of doing a mammogram at the time. Mm. Um, so what I just went with what they told me. And then um, I was able to get a mammogram years later. Um, they said that was silly. They said there was no reason why I couldn't got one. But uh, yeah. I'm just I mean, saying with implants, and it's not for healthy, it's, it's more for uh, uh, the visual. Yeah, you can see much more, not just on a mammogram, but also on an ultrasound. Yes, yes, yes. So I have heard that as well. Um, going forward, I, I more than so, I, I mean, you do that with both foods as well, right? Not just with implants, right? Well, yes. I, I always, there's a lot of my, we always get, I, I, I always get, suggest a, an ultrasound on top of mammograms. Okay, yeah, but that's like, that's not asked. You got to ask for that because they'll yes. go straight to a monogram. Right. Well, a lot of my organization is all about turning passive patients into medical consumers, which means <laughs> learn what to ask for at the doctor's office. Half my yeah. CEO executive, brilliant girlfriends, I'm not taking it away or saying anyone, they ju you just don't know. You know. We like to go in and think our doctors are gods, right? Exactly. But they're not. <laughs> and, you know, in big business insurance companies don't offer everything, but you got to know what to ask for which is part of Fran's story on how, you know, especially with her type of cancer is she had no idea, you know, what to ask for because the tests weren't offered. So mm -hmm. you have to ask for it, but no, but to know how to, you know, you have to know that. So you have to, 
I have a question from somebody. I have a question from somebody, Susan. I don't know if you can answer this. Um, which is safer than a mammogram? What's is it? Is the sonogram safer than a mammogram? Yes, sonograms. They're called sonosigns right now with thermograms. They're doing uh, again the ultrasounds are supposedly, you know, they are definitely better than mammograms. Mm. So the big thing with mammograms is two things. The radiation everyone gets worried about, plus the, um, uh, the accuracy. Mm -hmm. But you're your own medical consumer. So it's, again, I only I say it's everyone's personal journey. You can just take the information and do with what you want with it. Right. So well, you guys give out a lot of good information, holistic, in, you know, information to us. Um, and Sabrina, what, what are your thoughts on this? You know, when I hear your friend talking, mm -hmm. it was like me, what I went through as being small chested. So mm -hmm. I had like nothing, not nothing, but I was small on both sides. And that whole thing you go through as you're getting older, she's right. Like you're, you're self-conscious. You see the other girls growing their boobs and you're like, why am I not growing? So you exactly. almost want to put things into your own hands and be like, you know what? I'm going to fix this. I'm going to do it. And that's my type of personality. I was like, I, you know, I set my mom, my mind to it. And I told my mom, like, I'm getting breast implants. And my mom, you know, being that she's from Italy and she already had big boobs, she's just like, what are you talking about? You, you know, you're fine. Leave yourself alone. And I was like, no, I'm doing this. Like, because it, it was just, and especially back then, it was like everybody was doing it. And I thought, I was like, mom, listen, I'm doing saline. It's the safest part. And like I said, looking back, I didn't have as much problems with the saline as I did the silicone, but mm -hmm. I did still have issues that were just bearable. You know, I just mm -hmm. dealt with them. So it wasn't, I didn't realize how sick I was until I took them out. And I saw, wow, like I'm, I was really, really sick. Like I, I cannot believe I was functioning. And the fact is I, I was not functioning at my top rate. So, you know, I, like I said, everyone just do their, do their due diligence, get as educated as you can. There's a abundance of information now on the, on the web about, you know, breast implants, mm. illnesses, symptoms, just things to keep an eye out for. And um, I had actually asked the doctor, I said, you know, should I put saline in? Cause they didn't give me any problems. And he told me, I see as much saline problems as I do silicone. So it's really not the difference because the saline are encapsulated in silicone and some women aren't having problems. They're just not getting reaction. Other women are. And that's why everyone just has to, like you were saying, do you, whatever your body is telling you, whatever you're feeling, do your best to understand it and try to address it. And, you know, I have a few of my friends, as I was telling Susan before we came on air, that they went through those steps. You know, at first they thought, oh my God, these women are crazy. The way I thought, I can't believe you're taking your implants out. And as my symptoms progressed and I watched these other women's progress and them actually doing it, I realized, okay, you know, this is an issue I have to address personally. This is my own thing. And everyone's got to take their own step. Everyone has their own story. Yeah. So when you first showed, if I can ask this question, if when yeah. you first showed like your husband, um, you know, this is me now, how did, how, how was that? And I'm sure he welcomed you with open arms and, and loved you because you're here. You could yeah. have really been sick. So oh my, you know, it could have really progressed into something bad. So on the tail end where my symptoms were like, I, I would say they were at a peak. Um, mm -hmm. My husband was like, we got to figure out what's going on. And when I came out of anesthesia and, um, the, and I'm going to post this video and I haven't done it yet, but it was me coming out of anesthesia and him telling me, you know, you were ruptured, this and that. And he told me I look like a volleyball player. And I was like, what? He's like, you just look like so healthy and athletic without 
your boobs. And I was like, oh, okay. So I remember like, that was the last thing I remember in anesthesia. I was like, I look like a volleyball player. But then when I took the bandages off, I was so, honestly, it was nerve wracking. I was like nervous, ashamed. I was like, oh my gosh, what are they going to look like? And, you know, I had tape around my nipples, tape on along, because I got the J lift with it. So it starts from the nipple and goes down and then goes back to your armpit. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, you cannot even see the scars now. I actually just looked in the mirror the other day with my husband with really good lighting. And when we first saw it, I was like, like it took my breath away, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I was ready because I knew that when they took out my implants, there was going to be an indentation because, you know, there's no, no longer an implant there where the muscle was now not there anymore. So when I talked to the doctor, the first thing I asked, I said, is that indent going to go away? And he said, yeah, the muscle has to fall back down into place. Mm -hmm. And it has happened. So I'm very relieved about that. But when you first see it, it's a shock. Like, I'm not going to lie. I don't sugarcoat anything. I was, I didn't even want to show my mom because I was like, oh my God, she's going to be like, what the hell happened to you? What did you do to yourself? Like, I didn't want to hear that. I just wanted to heal and get my body. Now, even sometimes I'm like a little like, oh, like they're not the way I want them, yeah. but the way I feel completely outweighs them. And every day it gets better. Every day they fluff up a little more. So it's just, you have to understand that the way I feel and the way you're going to feel if you get them out, if you have a problem, completely outweighs it. And my husband said, he's like, I have my wife back. Like, I'm back to the person he married, which is, for him, he's like, they can look like whatever they want. I have my wife back. So he's happy about it. Wow. Are you going to continue this on educating women? Um, you know, I, I, anybody who wants information, I will talk about it. Um, a couple of... Uh, events have reached out to me to see if I would tell my story and I totally will like I any way I can give out information I will but I always say like this is my story I'm not here to judge anybody who has them I know a few of my friends that still have them and they're like you're crazy I can't believe you did that because they have no symptoms so I understand why people may think like wow this is drastic you taking them out but if you knew what we as women were going through with those symptoms you'd understand why we did that so I, you well, know I will continue to educate as best I can to those who will listen. Where could people find you, uh, Sabrina? Um, I have my Instagram, Facebook. Uh, it's at Sabri Coleman and Sabrina Coleman on Facebook. I love it. Susan Holland, where can people yeah. find you? Let's get Cancer Schmancer out there. I'm going to put Cancer Schmancer on my website because well, a couple I... Of things. First of all, Sabrina, you and I need to be friends on all of those accounts. <laughs> yes. yes. We're in New York all the time. Please, God, this tumultuous world pandemic right now will calm down. I'd love to meet you. I'd I, I do an event every June. Um, uh, please just become a member. It's very, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good world to be in and I'd love to be connected. As far as we're concerned, every, I mean, I don't know that anybody knows our story, but yes, my dearest, longest friend, Fran Tresher, started this from a book. Uh, I would love everyone to sign on. It's free at cancerschmancer.org. Just give us your email. We, um, we do live stream that health summit I'm talking about. So if you're not in LA next November, you can absolutely live stream it. Um, and for myself, besides at Cancer Schmancer on Instagram, at Cancer Schmancer Facebook and Twitter, you can get me at, at Susan Cassell Holland on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and I'm always open to talking to anybody that wants to know anything and, um, just join our tribe. We're a movement as Fran and I like to say, the cancer right. movement. I love that. 
God bless. And Angela, people should contact me for you, right? Because she's a little private. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, yeah. If you want, if you have information, any questions, contact me. I'll be her PR. And um, I want to thank you, beautiful, courageous woman. You are. I hope that we helped out at least one person today. If I had one listener, that's that is what I strive for: is just to help people out. Uh, we're going through a very rough time right now, so. I, I wish you peace, love, happiness. Be kind to your people. Check on your neighbors, especially the elderly. Pretty boost up on your immune system. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I actually have quite a bit of information of what you need to be doing right now for the next couple of months. Oh. And really be mindful of yourself and, your, and how optimum you can keep you and your family. Is that on Cancer Schmatzer? Amp it up, yes. Mm. We okay. got to amp, amp up our own immune system right now. Okay, so head over to Cancer Schmancer for that information. Uh, thank you all so much. Thank you, ladies. Susan Holland, thank Sabrina you, Coleman, thank you. Angela. Thank you. So good to meet you. Please touch with me too through uh, Melissa. Yeah. yeah. And peace out, everybody. Too. When you're in New York, yeah. reach out. I absolutely yeah. will. Okay. Take care. Thank, thank you all. Thank all right, you. Bye. bye. Thanks.